Hey everybody, welcome to the Street Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Luke, and I'm excited to be here with you today. All right, folks, we're on uh, episode four of our four-part series for the Apostle Paul and uh, helping us, you know, get through this world. And I promise you guys at the end of episode, or at the end of our third episode on Paul, that we would talk about the letter of Philippians, right, and really deep dive into it. Um, you know, a little bit about the letter of Philippians. Uh, it was written by the Apostle Paul with the assistance of uh, Timothy. You know, we talked about um, in our last episode of, about the idea of relationships with individuals and helping us. And we talked about, you know, Timothy supporting Paul as well as others. And it you know, just goes to show you that that's where um, that those relationships are so important, right? Um, so it was a letter that they wrote together while Paul was in prison um, to the Church of Philippi. The Church of Philippi is one of the um, churches that the Apostle Paul helped found, and it was actually one of the ones that was thriving and doing really well. Um, and that's uh, really like the basis of the the book of the Philippians is that the Apostle Paul is is joyous to these people and all that they've done. And, you know, he talks about some other things, but the, there's a real sense of joy and hope all throughout the letter, right? So um, one of the themes we see here, you know, it's not directly talked about, but we know through the Apostle Paul and the situation that he's in, you know, he is in prison. Uh, he is facing almost certain death. Um, you see he still has hope that he uh, may get past it, but he also has hope in his death um, that we'll see later on here in the Scripture. Uh, and that is really the the basis of the letters, the ability to rejoice in hardship, right, to find joy through pain, joy through suffering. And uh, we're going to get into that here more. So um, we did some uh, <coughs> research here. found Some of the most quoted verses uh, in the Bible all come out of the book of Philippians, right? We have Philippians 4.13 um, that we talked about in the last episode, for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me or who gives me strength. Uh, we have uh, Philippians 4.6, uh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Um, and it, it just goes, the list goes on and on here, right? The book of Philippians is huge for uh Christians to to quote in a way to help show them that, you know, we should be rejoiceful in the Lord. So the the show here, sorry, I got myself confused here. The, well, I want to talk about for a second that this show is going to be a little bit different. You know, uh, I've received some feedback on some of the episodes so far and uh the constant feedback that I get is the one of the reasons why your show is so good is the fact that you talk about real situations. You talk about yourself. You're not scared to, to tell people what you're struggling with or what you've been through or where you've, where you've been and what you've done, and it, and it helps people relate. Um, so I, I really, really, really struggled um, early on with this uh, podcast. I know I told you all that uh, I wanted to talk about the book of Philippians and really deep dive into it. And uh, I was having trouble, you know, uh, I'm honest when I say that everything we talk about here in the show that I pray about and I get some sort of of uh, word back that it tells me what I need to talk about, that warm feeling in my heart that, oh, that's what we need to do or something that keeps coming to my mind over and over, something I see in a dream, whatever the case may be, I, I get this feeling that that's what I'm supposed to talk about. I had a very, very hard time with that um, this week. I had a hard time with it, and then um, we'll get to the reasons why I think that was. Um, but I received a text uh, talking to a dear friend of mine about 
that exact situation that, hey, I'm not even sure exactly what I'm supposed to be preaching out of Philippians other than it's supposed to be Philippians. And he got back to me and said that the realest thing about your show is that, that you let it all out there and you let it fly and that's probably what you should do. So um, I started really thinking about my current struggles and everything and uh, and I really decided that we needed to hit it and talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, I've referred to in past episodes that I've been through a, a season uh, myself and this season is one I've referred to as heartbreak and um, suffering and that everything will work out and this, that and the other. Um, but, you know, to get a little more detailed into it, um, I had a situation where I had dated an individual and uh, I, for lack of a better term, I messed it up. I decided to call it off. I wasn't at the right place where I should have been with Christ. And I let things of this world, little things um, that I very easily could have fixed in myself, not, and I broke it off and I shouldn't have. And it, you know, to me currently feels like the biggest mistake of my life. And, uh, well, that, that person never really went anywhere. We continued to stay in contact on and off. And I realized in retrospect how much I messed up. And I started trying to pursue this person again. And uh, I, I thought I was getting somewhere and it all wound up um, falling apart. And basically, you know, this person is a fantastic person and it's of no fault of her own. But the, the truth is that she's been through some trauma and she was really not sure if she was ready to start dating when she decided to start dating me. And, uh, after the, the heartbreak of, of me calling it off with her the first time, she's decided that she just doesn't, isn't in a spot to date right now, and that even includes me. And it's been really hard for me to accept and really hard for me to, to swallow. I can't understand why someone that I felt like honestly was a gift from God, that even though I messed it up, that now that I see clearly and I'm, and I'm walking right with the Lord, why, why this won't happen. And it's really, really affected me a lot. Uh, I mean depression, anxiety to the umpteenth degree, it's, it's affected every aspect of my life. And, uh, that's not where you want to be living your life. That's not how you should live your life as a Christian. I'll be honest about that. Um, but here I am and, and, uh, as dealing through these seasons, the reason I bring that up is that, um, things kind of came to a head this weekend and, uh, you know, I, she made it all but clear that I needed to stop trying to pursue her and uh, I'm respecting her wishes. Don't don't get me wrong. Even though I still hope that there's hope for the future and that she'll uh, you know change her mind. But um, that was really a devastating blow to me this weekend, and it hurt. And it made me you know accept or have to face some things the in the situation I'm in. And I, as I was reading over the book of Philippians and I was trying and trying and trying to see where it was all going, I found a central theme to it that really helped me in this situation, right? And that, that theme is there's the, the apostle Paul finds joy in suffering through this list. I mean, if you think about it, that this man is in jail facing almost certain death, and yet he is still finding joy through his relationship with Jesus Christ in, uh, and his praises for the church of uh, Philippi in this, in this letter. And it's just amazing. How can he do that? You know, you're facing certain doom. And uh, the fact is, I mean, we were told by Jesus that we would face persecution, you know, just like he did. But he also told us to fear not because he will overcome the world. You know, that's a very real thing that we need to understand. The joy is is not in 
necessarily our travels now. The joy is ultimately in what is to come and what awaits us when, when it is our time to meet Jesus in heaven. That's should be the ultimate goal. And we sit here and, um, we sit here and we try to, to understand and we, and you know, we, everybody wants a good life. Don't get me wrong. Everybody wants, you know, their life to be smooth and easy. And for, for some people that happens and, you know, but almost all of us face trials and situations. The problem is when we get stuck trying to think our only happiness can be in the way of this world. Because if you think your happiness is in the ways of this world, you are destined to not be happy because the things of this earth are not meant to be that, right? Our joy is meant to come from the love of Jesus and that he has forgiven us for our sins and he gives us our ultimate hope for salvation and redemption. It's not in this world. If you if you live your hopes in this world, you're, you're bound to be disappointed. And where I was at in my life realizing this weekend was that I was leaving my hopes and happiness on the redemption in this relationship, this reconciliation, which don't get me wrong, I still want, I still pray for, I still hope. But that's not where my happiness should be. My happiness should be in Christ. My happiness should be in pursuing my life towards him. The more I reach towards that, the more joy and happiness will come. I know that he wants what's best for me, and what's best for me will come. But to to get through these seasons, you, you cannot focus on the things of this earth. Like that's just not how it's meant to go. Right. So putting, as I was reading this and as I was going through and preparing and continuing to try to figure out what I was supposed to say, it just hit me. Like, this is exactly why you're supposed to be dealing with this. Right. And, uh, you know, the, some of the, the things we talked about earlier about uh, Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things through Christ. Well, how hard is it to sit there and read something that says I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me when I can't even redeem this relationship? I cannot reconcile this relationship. In my mind, that's all I want. In my In my heart, that's all I want. You know, all this other happiness, this earthly happiness, and I have a ton. I'm a father of some beautiful children. I have a job that I may not always like, but it covers all my needs. It, it, it pays all my bills. I am I have a home. I'm fed. Lord knows I eat more than I should. I, I have nothing to complain about. But this one thing that I put my hope in makes it all seem for nothing. And that is like the exact opposite of how you should be thinking as a Christian. But so I sit here and I dwell on that Philippians 4.13 over and over and over again. Why why does it say that we can do all things through Christ when obviously I cannot do all things through Christ because I'm here constantly in prayer and worship and thanksgiving, praying for this, you know, praying for this exact reconciliation, um, praying for it in Jesus' name. Why is this not happening? And then it hit me. It's not about... It's not about all things in that perspective. You read it on the surface and it says all things. So, you know, I can fly to the moon because I can do all things through Christ. No, that's not what it means. It's all about perspective. And what I realized is that I am doing all things who through Christ who strengthens me because what I'm ultimately doing is that I'm surviving this season because he's held me up when I wouldn't be able to stand on my own. This has been so crippling and debilitating that I, I, I wouldn't be able to function without him. 
So my strength lies not within myself, but it's 100% through him, which therefore claims exactly what Philippians 4.13 says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he strengthens me when I cannot strengthen myself. He carries me through this season when I can't carry myself, and I haven't been able to. I couldn't. No one could. No one could do this on their own. You know, I am completely heartbroken. I am completely crushed, but yet there is hope. There's hope for me through Christ's salvation, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful, and I give all the glory to God for carrying me when I could not carry myself. I praise him. I praise him, and I praise him, and I praise him because he's been able to carry me through. Now, will I ultimately get what I want in this situation? I have no idea. But what I do know is I do know that God wants what's best for me, and he's going to continue to work that out for me. There has to be a reason why this reconciliation hasn't happened. There has to be. I don't know it, but I don't know all things. God knows all things. I know that he is working his best to, to do what's best for not only me, but me and her right? And to protect us both because we're both believers and we're both strong in the word. And I know that. So the the book of Philippians is a wonderful way to just reiterate that and go back and show that there is strength. Paul, facing almost certain doom, still found joy. There's joy in all of us. We can find joy through Christ, right? He saved us. We are redeemed. We should be thankful for the struggle because when we, when we survive this struggle, we help to become that beacon, that lighthouse we talked about for the rest of the world to see how does he survive in that joy or how does he survive in that suffering? How does he show such joy in that? How is he still so thankful? Right? The truth is I have everything to be thankful for, even though I'm heartbroken because I have Christ who saved me. He is my redeemer. That is the amazing part. We have such an opportunity here, you know, looking back at the life of the Apostle Paul that we've done in this four-part series and to show that all things are possible through Christ. You know, we may have to adjust our interpretation of it depending on what you're going through, but all things are possible. We will be okay. And to to see that ultimate hope and joy helps us get through all the pain and struggle of our lives. Enough about me, though. Let's talk about those of you who are listening to this. I know there are people out there struggling. There are people out there hurting. And I know there are people out there that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if you're listening to that, it's okay. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this podcast right now. Take this opportunity if you, if you want to, f- to have the strength and joy of Jesus Christ in your heart so that he can pick you up when you can't stand on your own, when you're struggling, you can't do it, and there's no hope to be seen. All is lost. There's hope in Jesus. If you want that in your life, all you have to do is pray it right now. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and, and you're there. You're there. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask him to fill him with joy and happiness. He will do all those things. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know you died for my sins. I know you're my Lord and Savior. Amen. And you're saved, my friends. You're saved. 
you're on the grace train. The more you dig in, the more you pray, the more you worship, the more it'll hit you, the more your eyes will open to the to the love of the Lord, and it'll change your life. You know, I'm not happy in a situation that I'm in, but I am happy that I have a God that loves me and a God that takes care of me and a God that will walk with me all the days of my life till it's my time to join him in heaven again. I'm thankful for that. For that, I scream a hallelujah. For that, I praise and I praise and I praise and I say, thank you, Lord. You can't see me now, folks, but my hands are raised high. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for my life. You can have that too. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how much you're hurting. It doesn't matter how much you think you have gone away from God. Right? He is right there waiting. He will run back to you. He will save you. All you got to do is ask him. That's all we've ever had to do is ask him. I know it's not easy. I know you're prideful. I know you're hurting. Sometimes people want to blame God for the issues that has happened in their life. It's not God. It's not God. Things of this earth have hurt you. Decisions you've probably made have hurt you. Possibly a mix, but it's not God. Bad doesn't come from God. That's not how our God works. Our God loves us. He wants what's best for us. And he's going he's gonna to teach us one way or another, but we have to dig back into him. We have to focus on him. We have to love him. I hope that what everyone has gotten out of this four-part series is that they've learned that we, we not only need to, to trust God and love God and be with God, but we have to understand that it, and once we accept that responsibility, that it's our job to help you know, carry on with the Holy Spirit and, and change the world. And I'm so excited to be a part of that. I'm so excited that you're a part of that with me. I hope you all continue to listen and we can continue to grow. Um, we're still, I'm, I'm praying and working forward for our next four-part series going into the Easter season. Um, but that being said, I hope you all are having a great Lent. I hope you figured out a way to dig deeper into God and, and see what he has done for us through his life, death, resurrection, for our sins. And I'm looking forward to continuing this journey with all of you so much. So let's go ahead and end this bad boy in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the time that you give us, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to help one more person find you and help them realize that you need to be the center point of their life. And that through that, they ultimately will have joy and happiness all the days, Lord, forever and ever, Lord. I hope that anyone that's listening to this and is even debating they want to turn to you, Lord, that you open their heart, that you open their eyes, and you let them accept you into their life because it will change their life forever, Lord. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope that you continue to give us the strength and fortitude to continue preaching your word all the days of our lives. Is in Jesus' mighty and all-powerful name we pray. Amen.